0: Beijing is a place that you need to go because in Beijing you will find the Forbidden City, Tiananmen Square, the Summer Palace, and you will also find not too far outside of Beijing, the Great Wall where most people will go to visit. Hi, this is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast. The Dusty Road Podcast is all about living our life as a global citizen. And as part of that, we like to talk about different parts of the world, in particular, parts of the world where we have been. You know, um, Shanghai, China and Beijing, China are two important cities in China. And they're actually mega cities. They're huge. You go to either one of those cities and they just stretch and keep, they're, they're just huge. They're huge cities, especially compared to any city in the United States or Europe. You know, But you might ask yourself, well, what's the difference between these two cities? I mean, what's the difference between Beijing and the difference between Shanghai? And if I'm going to go visit them, which one should I go visit or should I go visit both of them? The short answer for that would be if you're going to go to China, if you get a chance, visit both places. They're both great cities to see. They're both different cities. They both have differences that you can find between one city versus the other. Shanghai is located in East China and is the country's financial capital. It's a bustling, modern city that features some of the world's tallest buildings, including the famous Shanghai Tower. It's a it's a city which is just bustling. But at the same time, there's some older parts of the city. There's the Bun Waterfront area, which is um, sort of the older part of the city downtown. There's Yu Gardens and there's various shopping districts. You know, it's a place where you can experience Chinese culture and Chinese life. Shanghai also has a long and rich history, which dates back to the fifth century. So it's a very old and ancient city. It's an important trading point port during the Tang Dynasty, when it became known as China's four great trading cities. And it's you know its economy flourished as merchants from all over Asia would come to trade within. China come to trade within Shanghai. They trade a lot for Chinese silk because there's a lot of silk producers. In Suzhou, in that area outside of China, you can find a lot of silk there. In the 19th century, it was one of the first cities in China to open up for trade with Western countries. Many foreign businesses have established their offices in the city. And so this has led for an influx of wealth within the city itself. In 1863, there was a Shanghai International Settlement. The settlement had both American and British enclaves in Shanghai in which the British and the American citizens had special privileges and rights compared to Chinese nationals. So it was kind of a little bit, you could almost compare a little bit like a little America and a little Britain, but within the city of Shanghai itself. This treaty was actually repealed in 1943. So almost for about like 80 years You know, you could kind of say that, you know, Americans that were living in Shanghai and the British that were living in their part, that they sort of had some special privileges because they were British or American citizens. But because of this, Shanghai sort of always had this understanding, maybe a little bit of the West. So there's no surprise that in the 20th century, that Shanghai began to build itself as a major um, city for financial and other type of aspects of life. It became one of the most important cities for a business and industry. And in the 21st century, it's continued to expand and develop as one of the world's greatest cities by not only population, but just by many other aspects of the city itself. It's now considered one of the most financial, most important financial centers of the world. Now Beijing, China is a little bit different than Shanghai. It's not exactly the same. It's located north of China and it's also known for its vast cultural heritage, but it's also home to the government of China. So it is the it's it's basically the seat of China or it's a place where the government of China rules China from. But more important than that, it's also a great cultural center because it has some of the most important cultural landmarks that China has to offer. So if you're looking to see some of the things that China has to offer, um, you know, culturally, Beijing is a place that you need to go because in Beijing, you will find the Forbidden City, Tiananmen Square, the Summer Palace, and you will also find not too far outside of Beijing, the Great Wall where most people will go to visit. You know, Beijing is important because Beijing has been the capital of China almost for 1,000 or more plus years. There was just a very short period of time when it was not the capital, and the capital was moved to Nanjing. But throughout most of China's history, Beijing has been the capital of China. So this makes it one of the most influential cities, and this means that Beijing has always played a very significant role in Chinese history. That's why it's also a place where it's filled with beautiful parks and culture and many other things that you can see throughout the city itself. So when you ask yourself well really what's the differences between you know Shanghai and Beijing and some of their differences is that Shanghai is very modern it's cosmopolitan it's it's sort of the modern city of China today it's a place that may feel uh, very much like a Hong Kong or or uh, Singapore. It's it's you know it's a place that's that's um, really a very cosmopolitan place. Beijing is also a modern city, but it's steeped in many of the historical sites you can find around Beijing, and you can find a lot of Chinese culture. Mandarin Chinese is the official language of both places, but what you will find throughout China is that each place will have their own dialect. So you know the dialect of Shanghai. The, for the Chinese will not be the same as in Beijing or in the north. In fact, throughout China, you may find that many times the people that live in areas, even though they speak Mandarin Chinese, will maybe very quickly switch to their own like, local dialect. I remember years ago when I took one of my managers up to Northern China and we were in a taxi and she kept saying, I don't know what he's talking about. I can't understand him. He's speaking the local dialect. So even the Chinese themselves might have a little bit of a hard time sometimes. Understanding all the local dialects, because some of these local dialects in China can be extremely difficult, especially when, when you go down, when a northerner goes down south and someone starts speaking Cantonese, it's a completely different language than Mandarin Chinese, so they won't be able to understand the language at all. So if you're trying to think about, you know, where do I visit in China? Do I go to Shanghai? Do I go to Beijing? Where do I go? What do I see? If you have the opportunity, if you really want to see the culture of China, I would recommend you go to Beijing. Because outside Beijing, you can, you know, you can see all these great places. You can see the Summer Palace. You can see the Forbidden City. You can see Tiananmen Square. And you can see the Great Wall of China. If you want to really see a modern city that's filled, like the financial center, then you would, of course, go to Shanghai. That would be the place that you would go to. But if, But if you can, I would suggest that you visit both places because they're both important and significant cities within China itself. If you'd like to be able to read more about this, we have a blog written on this about the differences between Shanghai and Beijing, and you can see you know, some pictures there of some of the great buildings and other things, which is in each of them. We have a little video you can also watch about them. And you know we really recommend that if you have the chance to go to China, that you go to visit China at least once in your lifetime, because it is a fabulous place to go visit and to go see. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate you, and we appreciate you being part of our community. We appreciate you joining with us to live your life as a global citizen. We'd like to thank those who helped to put this together, specifically our team, and in particular, Rico, who makes this podcast possible. And we'd like to thank you, our listener, for listening to us, because we know without you, this would not be possible. Thank you so much.